It's Wednesday, February 9th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be back with you again this morning. We are in 2 Timothy chapter 1, and I'm going to read for us a sentence that begins in verse 12. And we're going to really be looking at the second half of the sentence and um, leaning into an ambiguous phrase in the Greek, which may lead to a couple different translations depending on what Bible you enjoy. I'm going to talk about that a little bit and hopefully encourage you that the ambiguity here shouldn't lead to doubt or any kind of concern, but actually should lead you to lead you to trust even more in Jesus, because that's the point of today's text. Second Timothy chapter one, the end of verse 12. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Here's what's interesting. If you read this same sentence in the NIV, it reads a little different. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. You notice the difference? In the ESV, it's something that has been entrusted to Paul. In the NIV, it's something that Paul has entrusted to Jesus. Well, which is it? How do we know which way is right? Well, this is something that happens when we translate from the original language in the New Testament, which is Greek, into English. There is an instant, an instance here or there, where we are unable to translate perfectly what is rendered in the Greek in a way that makes good sense in English. Because here's what it really says in the Greek. There is no cause for shame. Right, So we're in the same sentence. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard my deposit until that day. My deposit. He's able to guard my deposit. Well, what is that? Is that the deposit that Paul makes and is entrusting Jesus with? Or is it the deposit that Jesus has placed into Paul? My deposit. Think about it. If you are banking, and this is banking language, right? When you go make a deposit, when you say my deposit, you can say that both as the person putting the money in, you can also say it as the person receiving the money. This is my deposit, right? If you're paying a deposit when you're renting a uh, renting a renting an apartment, you go and you say, I'm paying my deposit. But if you're the landlord, you can go say, hey, where's my deposit? It, which one is it? Here's what's important when there's this kind of an ambiguity. And, and I, I bring up the ambiguity not because I want to lean into one of the more difficult parts in the New Testament and understanding exactly what Paul is writing. I lean into this because if you're reading in an ESV and the person next to you is reading in an NIV, you're going to get two different things. What do we do with this? Well, first, we have to ask the question, what is the Bible? What is the Bible? Well, the Bible 
is God's word to us. It is God speaking to us through his word in a, in a direct way. It is his revelation to his people through human authors. Now, if that's the case, it is also the case that God's word is perfect. It is infallible, as the Westminster Standards would put it. It is incapable of making a mistake. Okay, so then which is it in English? Well, I think what we want to do with this is we want to go back and say, what is infallible here in the scriptures? It is the literal translation. I know whom I believe, and I'm convinced that he is able to guard my deposit until that day. And we can get caught up in, well, whose deposit is it? But that's actually not the point of the verse. The point of the verse is in the power of God, of Jesus Christ, to guard the deposit. So what is the deposit? What is this deposit that shows up in this verse? Well, we hear about it later on. In just a couple days, we're going to be looking at verse 13, where he tells Timothy, well, you heard from me. Keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So what is this deposit? It is the pattern of sound teaching. It is the center of Paul's message. That is the good deposit. It is the message of the faith and love that we have in Christ Jesus. It is the message of the gospel. And it is this deposit that Paul has in his prison cell in Rome. It is why he, is, he has no shame about being there. The, the context here is important. Paul is suffering in prison. But he says, this is not a cause for shame because I know who I believe in. And I know who I believe in. I know he is powerful enough to guard the message that I am preaching. You may be able to chain me, but you cannot chain the message. You cannot change the gospel. And he is going to guard that message. He's going to guard that deposit until that day. But what if it's the other way around? What if it is a deposit that Paul has paid? Well, what is it that Paul has paid in that prison? He's given his life. Paul has given his life to the proclamation of the gospel, and he is confident that Jesus can guard that deposit until the final day. Paul has not lived a meaningless life. The suffering that he's experiencing in this prison cell is not meaningless. It's not worthless. He's not thrown his life away because he's given his life to the gospel, to this deposit entrusted to him. And he has entrusted his life to the care of Jesus Christ. And so even if he suffers, even if he dies in that prison cell, as he will, he is not ashamed because the gospel is worth it. Because he trusts that Jesus can guard him, can guard his life until the final day when Jesus will return and establish his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And, and that's really where the comfort comes in for us. The gospel life, the Christian life, the life of a disciple, the life of one who's following after Jesus. We can live this life in confidence, not because we're confident in our own abilities, but because we are confident in the power of Jesus Christ to hold us close, 
to guard us, to protect us until that final day. You see, the Holy Spirit guarantees our eternal life. Our eternal life is not dependent on our ability to cling close to Christ. Our uh, our guarantee of eternal life is dependent on Jesus's ability to hold us close. We are faithless so often, aren't we? How often do we sin? How often do we doubt? How often do we turn away? If our salvation, our eternal destiny was dependent on our strength to be faithful, well, then we would all be lost. But here's what Paul tells Timothy. While sitting in a prison cell, he says, my confidence is not in me. It is in the message of the gospel and in the power of Jesus Christ to hold on to that message, to ensure that the message rings forth no matter what happens to his people. My confidence is not in me. It is in Jesus's ability to guard me and hold my life until the end. I know I will live eternal life because Jesus holds me close and what the Father has given to the Son, no one can take away. Jesus holds you close today. You are saved because he holds you tight. And nothing this world can throw at you. Nothing the enemy can throw at you. Nothing this Wednesday can throw at you can take you away from the love that you have in Jesus Christ. Paul says it a different way, and I'm going to end with this before I quickly pray. He says it a different way in Romans chapter 8. Towards the end, he says that I am convinced, convinced, I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are powerful enough to guard this deposit. Lord, you've guarded the deposit of eternal life, the gospel, and you also guard our lives ensuring that we too will get to the end and we too will be resurrected on that final day and live an eternal life. We thank you that it is not up to our ability to hold on to you, but that you hold tightly to us. What love, what protection. We praise you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that's encouraging for you today. We'll see you again tomorrow for another episode of Good Will Talk Daily.